0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 27 of the Academica Vortex podcast. I'm your host Aditya and as usual I have my co-host Shiva with me. And I mean game week 28 is still on. Uh, There are the last few set of games left we're recording on Wednesday night. And so far, 28 for both of us, I think, is decent. For me, it is good because... Not good, I would say. Decent only is better. Uh, still few <laughs> games are left. And both of us have used our bench boost, right? And uh, both of us didn't get raised gems. So... <laughs> that pretty much yeah, that's, that's what I, I, I was
1: going to say. Uh, yeah. First of all, yeah, good to be back again for the next episode. But you said going good, but not as good as maybe some people who... Uh, bought Ree James. Now that just few minutes before we started pouring, there is a news that he is going to probably miss uh, the second game. Ree James has picked up an injury. So, maybe that damage might be uh, minimized a bit if uh, Rudiger keeps a clean sheet. I think both of us have kept uh, Rudiger. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's not a bad week. Yeah, I'm on 84 minus 4. So, 80 points plus uh, 9 or 10 players to play. Luca Dean news this morning is a little bit uh, optimistic as well. He might uh, get a chance to play uh, and maybe score a one pointer, his favorite. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, not not bad so far. Uh, Could be better. Uh, Obviously, Harry Kane Hall moved me to top 5k now overall, so pretty good about that. Um, Saka is holding my bench boost. Uh, On his own right now Uh, I think it's 19 together On my bench boost And with uh, uh, Sa and Ramsey to play Hoping uh, Watford finally get a Sorry Wolves finally get a clean sheet I mean both of us have had Their double defence On 26 wildcard And They have been a troll as well So Yeah It's not bad but Could be better on Thursday
0: In my case uh, I think I have
1: about uh, Close to
0: um, 18 points on the bench I used my bench post, but I had double Arsenal defense on the bench. I don't have double Wolves. I just have Kilman. Obviously, I had Luka Luca Dini and we, I mean, he got COVID. We can't help, right? So, that's something which is not uh, in our control. Nevertheless, I'm on 68 points. Not disappointed, but I mean, it's, it's fine. And people are having worse weeks and people are having good weeks. I mean, you have to just move on at this point. And uh, moving on, we'll go straight away to game week 29 because that is something which is quickly coming up within a day or so after 28 round of games are done. And I think there are a few teams that have double, I think double fixtures. That's Spurs, Everton, Newcastle and Brighton. So straight away Spurs players, right? I mean, very, very inconsistent all of a sudden. They just smashed Everton 5-0. Kane scoring a brace. And as just if I'm correct, Son scoring a goal, Kulusevski playing well, Matt Doherty, all of a sudden, is the bandwagon is on. Bandwagon <laughs> is truly on. The old wolves, Doherty, as people are saying, is back and is priced four point seven at the moment. I think that train is just going to leave the station. So, I mean, besides those things, there are a lot of people who are having Son Son want to move out, Son and get in. Keen. I don't know what is this going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think it's uh, too much of a knee jerk and also uh, to add Arsenal and Liverpool also have double, so total six teams doubling in 29. What I I would like to uh, start off with, because Spurs especially had a great game against Everton, obviously we have to keep in mind that they were playing against Everton. If you see Spurs' uh, last few results, it's like, you know, like zigzag. Uh, one good game, one bad defeat, another good win, another bad defeat, and they have been going on like that. I hope that that trend continues and the next game against United, they they lose. But uh, I'm not sure, looking at current form, that's going to happen. But uh, because of that result and because of the double game week coming up, and to add to that, Spurs are playing in game week 30. Their assets have been in very much demand. And, and uh, you, you said it right. I mean... Maybe it is because we have Kane or I don't know whether you have Kane but I have Kane but I find like people moving from Son to Kane a little bit uh, knee jerk especially if you look at the Spurs two fixtures here uh, Brighton away and United away I think those two teams are not going to sit back and they are going to leave some space and we have seen in the past right like Son usually uh, scores more often than Kane in these kind of fixtures. So, I would definitely be not moving sideways uh, had I got Son. But, so, do you have Son or Kane? Uh, remind me.
0: I have Yunmin Min Son.
1: Okay, so you have Son and you are keeping with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense for me to get in Kane. I already have Laka Z and also I'm, I have a couple of players who are playing in 30 also. But I might just get in Doherty in place of Dinia because I think Villa's fixtures, they take a turn from now on.
1: Yeah, I mean, Dorothy is someone, you know, uh, so it's typical uh, Twitter bubble, you can say, right? So I was all set to uh, get Robertson uh, for Rudiger as per my plan move this week. But if Jimenez gets benched again tomorrow, that, that is going to be a huge blow. But in addition to that, holding Jimenez would not make any sense. So... I was going to hold Jimenez till 30 because he has a decent fixtures against Everton or even I can bench him and then he has a good fixtures again a fixture against Leeds in 30 but if he ends up getting benched three games in a row and despite them looking bad if Bruno large is not going to start Jimenez I think uh, I'd start to think there is something more going on there and then maybe I would want to move Jimenez and if I move Jimenez to Lacazette, then I can, instead of getting Robo, I can uh, get uh, Doherty for Rudiger. And it was it was something, you know, I was not uh, thinking about because uh, Doherty was not an option, you know, before last night. He was starting to look good, but especially uh, Emerson Royal on the wings and Antonio Conte, you know, not giving us... Uh, Clear-cut cues who he prefers on the wings, but I think last night game uh, Proved that I think Doherty should be good to start at least next couple of games, you know, unless he Messes something uh, really bad. Uh, Not only that. I think uh, Antonio Conte said after the game as well uh, Good things about Doherty and how wing backs are important in his game So I think he looks he looks pretty nailed and 4.7 if he continues to be in a role what he was uh, yesterday with United and Brighton offering uh, space on the wings uh, I think uh, he can be in for a he can be in for a good good number of points and especially for people who are thinking in terms of getting one of Liverpool defenders or say Arsenal again they have a fixture in 30 but let's say if I am thinking about Robo versus Doherty he has three fixtures versus Robertson two then that is something definitely uh, is not uh, as easy decision as it was a couple of weeks back. So, what do you think? If you were in a position where you could afford Robo, but Doherty gives you one extra fixture, plus uh, maybe you could also upgrade Jimenez, what would you do there?
0: I mean, since we are revolving around Jimenez here at this point, as far as what I've read, I think... uh, the benching was solely because he's struggling and is out of form, but I think he will start against Watford because once he came on, I think he played well against Valencia. he had decent amount of touches, and they overall as a team will struggle to you know play probably for the sake of physicality. I don't know why he wasn't preferred, and it was I think Poence who played as a false nine or something I think were completely backfired. They look like more of a disjointed team, but I think him will start against Watford, and I, I hope we'll see what happens because it was very shocking to me that he didn't play against Palace because against West Ham we assumed he was rested, but exactly we don't know what is going on? So
1: yeah, so I mean, uh, one game it was okay, but uh, on I think in West Ham he played Fabio Silva and he was. Awful as well. So we were expecting him to, he uh, to come back against Palace. And Palace, he uh, played, I think, uh, poorins as you said in false nine, and he was not that good either. So if Jimenez still can't get into the side, then yes, definitely there is something going and uh, going on in the back which we don't know about. So yeah, I mean, hopefully tomorrow we'll get the answer. So yeah, yeah. we should. I think he
0: will play. Now, in regards, regards to your question here. It's very tight. I mean, Liverpool um, are a good team. I mean, they are second place for a reason and they are defensively solid. Although they lost to Inter yesterday, uh, a 1-0 defeat at home in the Champions League. But nevertheless, they are through to the quarters now. So, other than that, I think Doherty might edge for me because I will have somebody who plays in 30 also, which is very important at this point. You don't need to... Waste your transfers getting in someone again who plays 30 and then you know move your players here and there. Rather, getting Doherty for now, stick with him for 29 and 30. Then you have the long international break again after game week 30. Then sit and decide what you want to plan over the next few weeks. I think we should have some info on doubles after that. So just go with Doherty because he has three fixtures. That's what I would say. I mean, 4.7 I think is no brainer in terms of price, but we shouldn't get a hopes up and hope that he gets us the points rather than you know us saying that we have missed the bus
1: yeah and i think everyone should keep this in mind like okay he's coming off of maybe 14 15 pointers uh, doerty but it's looking at the fixtures and looking especially how the spurs have been playing i think expectations need to be <laughs> kept little down uh, obviously he is a better option now because arsenal have considered goals in last three fixtures so i think people are not that much bullish on arsenal defenders plus i think most of us already have uh, one arsenal defender so definitely you don't want to double up and um, then as i said like maybe liverpool and arsenal are the only uh, two options for people to go uh, in this week and especially with one more game and spurs looking little bit back in a form and uh, might have turned the corner it looks like then yeah i mean he definitely is a good pick i mean um, even i think yesterday sessinian got injured so Regulan might also be you know uh worth a punt i mean he he has been little disappointing in terms of you know not able to play the whole game or you know start back to back games but obviously when he came on he scored he was involved in a lot of uh, attacking play uh on their left side so he's also good for auto punt you know especially if you know you are looking for uh, while carding in 31, uh, these three game weeks, uh, he can get a decent amount of minutes. What do you think on him?
0: Yeah, I, I think he should play if Session is out for maybe a few weeks. But other than that, I mean, everybody's going on the Doherty train, right? Doherty's ownership is around 1.3, regular is around 11%. So I mean, um, we'll see what happens. I mean, we shouldn't get our hopes up. I mean, really, we've got burnt by players. Uh, who are coming off massive hauls and then just blanking consecutively so uh, regular is not a bad shot but uh, um, just see and get a player who fits your budget I mean there's even Ben Davies at 4.4 who is not bad for his price so again um, it's based on your funds and how you want to structure your team but another player is Kulusevski I want to add in straight away I think for people that don't have Hyunmins on and have Kane I think is Kulusevski uh, if you get in Kulusevski, is it better in terms of doubling Spurs' attack? And
1: uh, First point that comes to mind right away is the price, right? I mean, if you just compare Son versus Kulusevski, I think they have like almost 4 million difference. I mean, that that's that's too much money, you know, to not consider going uh, uh, Kulu's way. But uh, not even just the price, I, I think uh, what is really important to note that in last three or four games, I think, where Kulusevski played all 90 minutes and Sun was subbed off for like around 80th minute or even before that, so there is a clear indication that uh, Kulusevski has probably better fitness or maybe he is in terms of Conte's plan. You know, not towards the end of the game, not as much as Sun. Maybe maybe Sun is not nailed for 90 minutes uh, under Conte as as much as he was under you know Nuno or even uh, Moreno before that. So that that aspect really needs to be taken into account because uh, if if I was a Sun owner, obviously he is a good shout. But if I am buying now, buying Sun now, I think would be the third priority in sports attack. I think number one would be Kane, Kulusevski would be number two, and and then the same. Uh, it's not because like you know, I can I can see Kulusevski outscoring Son. I think there is a good chance that Son might be you know top scorer. Uh, Top Spurs scorers at the end of game week 29, uh, but it's just that uh, at four million less, you know, you have so many other options uh, coming up. Plus, uh, Kulusevski is likely to pay maybe more minutes. Then, obviously, uh, he's a great option. And um, if you look at the way Spurs have been playing recently, uh, last couple of uh, game week especially because I think Doherty does not provide that much of a width. I think Kulusevski is. Uh, uh, going more towards right and for Doherty to come back in and they have built a good partnership between uh, two of them. So if you see uh, uh, the goal that Kulusevski scored against Leeds, I think there was a good combination play between them. So Doherty and um, Kulusevski, they, you know, interchange their positions quite a bit. And I think the partnership that has been going on, I think Conte wouldn't like to change that. He would definitely uh, like to that partnership to grow uh, even better. So I think kulisevsky looks really good and uh, at this point he probably looks more nailed for more minutes than some.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to mention. I think kulisevsky and Doherty. I mean, kulisevsky is someone who I think uh, is willing to put in a lot of defensive work rate. So I think Conte prefers players who like to defend as well as play excellent a bit on the counter and be a little bit precise and sharp. So with that, working well on the right-hand side with Orti and Kulu, I think it's that something uh, will help Spurs play in a more consistent manner, but uh, Spurs are Spurs and <laughs> we'll see about that a little bit later. In terms of Manchester United just coming quickly, we got battered by Man City and um, there's not a lot to say, right, in terms of United. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anybody is buying their assets, anybody even don't even have their assets. I mean, most most of the people, the reason for their wildcarding is, you know, getting rid of United assets. So I think, I think we are at a point, you know, United assets in terms of FPL, I think all of us can forget maybe, you know, until uh, they have a maybe good double coming up in 33 or 36, maybe. I mean, at least I, I'm not seeing myself uh, buying anyone anytime soon.
0: I thought you were you were going to say
1: you can forget about United
0: Assets and think about them next season. So that's <laughs> what I thought you were going to say.
1: Yeah, especially with free hit in hand, I wouldn't say that. You know, if I had no chips in left, maybe I could even go further and say, Okay, I'm maybe forget about buying them on free transfer rest of the season but because there is a free hit in there and I'm likely to play it either in 33 and, or 36. And United have a decent double Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of assets that, that you would want to go for. But in terms of form, fixtures, I mean, there is nothing positive about United right now. You know, that, that will feel you good about getting their players in.
0: Now, talking about injuries, I think we we got an update
1: that Jamie Vardy is out
0: for a f- for four weeks or so. So, I mean, it's, it's a really bad news for managers who wildcarded in game week 28 this ongoing week and gordon vardy as uh, mm-hmm. part of their front three so i mean uh, who do you think they should go to at this point because they got him in in mind keeping game week 30 fixture against brentford mm-hmm. so i think the easiest move would be to get kane if they don't have it, right or downgrade to Lacazette or saint max right
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, people should think really about game week twenty nine. I mean, we all do that mistake, you know. Leic- Le- Leicester fixture, I- I've seen quite a bit of uh, Leicester asset uh, love this week, but they are playing Arsenal uh, this game weekend. And if you are not free hitting, then yes, you would want to keep your team ready for thirty. But I think there is some, uh, there are some good targets to have in game week twenty nine. Uh, you know, just before instead of buying leicester assets a week early so i, I definitely won't go there i was looking at variety for game week 30 maybe you know um, on a free transfer or uh, maybe a hit but uh, i even if i had wildcarded i wouldn't have got him in i mean he was like off for two months or so and then got another injury so and even now i'm even more uh you know not looking to get there any of the assets because madison is the only one i i think he he's good to get and I don't know why we started talking about game week 30 and Leicester all of a sudden, but now that we have, <laughs> let, let's finish it. Madison was the only one I was looking at, but he keeps on missing games and getting subbed off all the time with his niggles going on. After Vardy's injury, there is no indication who which one of Dhaka or Iheanacho uh, will play. So, I mean, even if, you know, they are playing against Brentford. I don't think i mean it's necessary to have any of the leicester assets so yeah i mean again we are we moved to leicester uh, i think a week too early so coming back to 29 we talked about uh, spurs uh, probably the best uh, double game week on paper but liverpool the team that they are in uh, i definitely think uh, they're also the ones uh, who should be targeted even if you have two then maybe you're looking for a third option so, um, uh, as as I had said at the start, like I was looking to bring a Robo, but maybe now I'll go a different way. So, uh, what about you? Are you targeting any Liverpool transfers? Do you think any anybody else than Trent Salah and Robertson people uh, should go for? I mean, uh, Luis Diaz would be
0: the only name that will pop,
1: um, but we have to
0: uh, see, right? Whether he keeps his place. But I think Diaz, uh, Mane and Salah is basically the front three they play, right? So he would be kind of the so-called differential bracket who's around just 2% own. Other than that, I don't seem to find any other options. Like, I transferred out Van Dyke for Rodiger. So, I mean, you're getting someone just solely attacking 29, right? But uh, people will always look at game week 30 also, right? They'll plan in such a way, looking at two weeks. So... That's why you have the players from Spurs who are kind of more attractive at this point. So, I don't really seem to find a
1: reason why people will transfer Liverpool defenders. Unless they want uh, to attack this week. Yeah, and unless they have a free hit. So, I mean, really people who have planned free hit 30 uh, from the start, I think they are in a really good position, you know, to take uh, advantage of uh, Liverpool, Liverpool fixture. Because they have double in 29 and then they have Watford at home in 31 I know it's the this is the game after international break and people are already talking about (laughs) Salah playing two games in uh, for Egypt and stuff like that so you might get rested but those two fixtures those two game weeks look really good for Liverpool so if you can plan around uh, 30 uh, with a free hit I think and that also is a good option Uh, you said um, and Diaz I think I think he can be a really good outside shout for 29 uh, especially because uh, he didn't start in a gym yesterday I think uh, Salamane and Jota are the ones who started and that definitely makes him uh, starting candidate for the first game against Brighton and then Arsenal game is you know again a lottery <laughs> you never know whom will play and I don't know whether you got that but um, Klopp said few things about rotation and you know those five serves, all uh, those things that he always talks about, and his his uh, words did not feel good about triple captaining Salah. So obviously Salah is has to be your captain this game week, and most of most of us will go that way. But someone like us who are looking to triple captain, and we are likely to go with Salah. Are you 100% convinced on that or are you thinking Kane in, in this form probably back to his best is is a good punt? I mean, both are equally great shouts. I mean, the,
0: the comments from club always feel kind of that way and that is definitely will put off most of us at this point. But uh, I mean, to be honest, the think Salah is Salah, right? Uh, he's sort of a most kind of an ever dependable so far this season. But uh, he's kind of blanked right over the last few weeks. Um, I mean, last week, I mean, this game at 28, he blanked before that against Burnley, sort of he blanked and uh, Leicester was yeah. So, his 25. open
1: play goal last, last game goal came like more than 400 minutes back, so more than four and a half games. So, yeah, I mean, for any other player, maybe that's not that big of a deal. But for Salah, um, I mean, Kane is
0: definitely. Uh, I mean, if you want to use a triple captain this week and you're not convinced with Salah because of the comments from Klopp, I mean, Kane is someone you can put it on. But again, you can't be assured you're going to get double-digit all returns in the first
1: place. Um, Yeah, and I think uh, the the way I'm thinking and the reason why I'll uh, likely go with Salah is you can easily see see Spurs as a team uh, disappointing us and, you know, maybe not... uh, performing good against uh, United and Brighton but Liverpool especially uh, chasing Man City now I don't see them as a team disappointing us and you know failing to beat Brighton uh, or Arsenal so that is something I'm going based on that so hopefully even if they you know uh, have narrow victories against those two uh, hoping that Salah would be uh, within the points and Obviously, I'm not expecting anything like 28 pointer, like he got in game with 26. But anything around 15 points, I think, I think I'll take it. So, yeah. Okay. So um, I think that uh, Liverpool and Spurs, I think we talked about enough. So moving to Arsenal, looking at the fixtures, both fixtures are at home: Leicester and Liverpool. But both of those sides are very good uh, in their attack. So uh what are your thoughts on uh having arsenal defenders for this week so if you had to would you be inclined to even bench one or do you think their form is good enough that they might sneak a clinch uh, it in one of those two games yeah this is
0: really tough i mean Arsenal have started to leak goals against stupid one two goals and uh, even like uh, the one they let the first goal was I think it was Kucho and who scored and uh, sort of a bicycle kick just just went in. But uh, I mean I have double Arsenal defense because I have Ramsdale and White and uh, my bench has mostly single game week players. So my plan was basically to have these players playing for this game week uh, to start basically. So I think uh, I'm going to start my Arsenal players. But uh, other than that, uh, if you're looking to get is something is a bit worrying right because they're not keeping a lot of clean sheets but i think those managers who are wildcarded in 26 and in 28 already have uh, built up their teams to bench boost in 29 those who wildcarded in 28 and 26 we have just kind of uh, used our bench boost so if we feel somebody else is better we might bench the arsenal asset. so i'm not gonna lie but i'm playing them because i have mostly single players on the bench
1: I mean, I have only White. So, Ramsdale, you know, even he's he's a saving machine and even a bonus point machine. You never know. Even if they concede in both games, he might even get five or six pointer. But I I really see Ben White, who is the only defender I have, he might even get a two pointer. I mean, he has a double game week, but I can't see Liverpool scoring, uh, you know, less than two goals in that game. Leicester, even if they score one goal, I think you could see Ben White getting maybe three pointer in double game week so yeah i mean obviously you have to play him uh, if you have like in my case i'm not even bench boosting so i have to play him because if you consider uh, my other option Luke d and he's probably get a one or two pointer anyway so uh, yeah it makes sense to play it but i, I don't have much hopes on arsenal uh, defensive fixtures but they have been looking good in the attack Um, I think uh, the combination of Lacazette, Saka and Martinelli, especially the way Lacazette is playing uh, Firmino's role and bringing Saka and Martinelli into the games, I think uh, it is working really good for Arsenal. Uh, So, uh, and Arsenal playing in game week 30, again, uh, makes them a good option to have. So, uh, here's a question for you. Uh, I... I'm thinking of bringing Lacazette in, and if Jimenez gets benched or if he blanks, I'm probably going to do it. Uh, but what what are your thoughts on Lacazette being, you know, assist master? Or, you know, like how people used to call Firmino, like he just drops deep and may assist is probably the best that he can get. How do you think now him as FPL asset? He's 8.3. He has not scored an open play goal for three months now. I think uh, his last goal came in December and that was a, f- a penalty. How do you think him is in terms of value, in terms of Arsenal attack and the fixtures they have coming up uh, to buy at this point? I mean, we
0: don't have a lot of forwards, right? Basically, this season who have been very consistent, sort of keenness, uh, starting to get the points over the last two weeks now other than that we really don't have right any other option at the start we had michael antonio briefly we had ivan tone who trolled again in 28 he scored a hat trick can't believe that after so many weeks of blanking but uh, i mean to be honest luck is it for that price i wouldn't mind getting him in and uh, i mean he, he he was on my bench this ongoing week i used my bench post and pretty satisfied with those eight points in one fixture um, i mean I couldn't. Probably would have preferred a 10 plus pointer, but I mean, you can't um, ask for more, right? Eight points is more than sufficient, and I think for his price, he is doing a good job because we don't really have anybody else under that price bracket who is starting to get us at least five points in a more consistent manner. Because this game, I mean, this game week against uh, Watford, he scored eight against Wolves, he scored five in game week 26, Brentford again, he scored five. That was in Game 26. 25 was a blank for them in 24. Again, it was an assist against Wolves. So I mean, it's kind of got us 23 points in like four games, right? So not a bad shot for that price, yeah. I think. There's nothing. And if you on. if
1: you yeah look at XGI, he's definitely involved in all of the Arsenal attacks. So I, I think it's just matter of you know him his goals catching up to the XG because I think he's underperforming his XG as well. Looking at, if I just look at the stats, five game weeks and all the forwards in terms of shots, he is second only to Kane. So Kane has had 23 shots, but Kane has played two more games than Lacazette and Lacazette has had 20 shots. The difference is uh, Kane had... Twelve of them on target, and Lacazette only has uh, three of them on target. So I think that's probably is the reason. Maybe his shots are not hitting the target. Obviously, there is <laughs> no chance of scoring uh, goal in that case. But uh, his his x has been good, and I think he, he's looking good. You know, also to the eye test. So I think it's just you know um, people making too much out of uh, him getting consecutive assists in three games and not scoring, comparing him to Firmino. But The reason why I'm I'm looking at him is because he definitely uh, uh, looks to be in his best form under uh, whenever he has been playing uh, at Arsenal. I think he was not that good uh, before last year. So he's in good form. He's involved. He is underperforming XG, uh, which usually he overperforms. So I think I'm hoping that he catches up a bit soon. Having said that... um, if Jimenez starts and scores against Watford, it's probably going to be a tough decision for me. But yeah, I mean, Lacazette, if you are considering, then he is definitely a good option. Uh, I think Saka at this point is, you know, almost like a first choice Arsenal asset. Uh, I don't think there is any doubt about it. Uh, but but what do you think about Martinelli? I think at f- price of 5.2 or 5.3, even if you are looking for a player, you know, who Can sit on bench if you want and also he can come up whenever you need him to be. How do you like Martinelli? Uh, Especially that Arsenal have a game in 30 and they might have even a double in game week 33. Just, you know, for a buy and keep him as, you know, your fourth or fifth uh, bench option.
0: Yeah, I, I really, really like Gabriel Martinelli. I got him in game week 21 or game week 19 or somewhere. But then I had to transfer him out because he got sent off, right? Against I think Wolves, right? It was where he got mm. sent off, and then in one of because he couldn't basically uh, play in twenty six, right? Uh, one game because of the suspension. So I transferred him out. But really, really, it's a he's a great asset for for your fifth midfield op- option, especially for that price bracket. So definitely is is someone who you should get if you're on a
1: wild card or if you wa- if you have enough funds to sort your fifth midfield spot. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's cheaper than even Ryan, Fraser and Willock, right, like who people are buying left and right. So, I think that's a good segue onto the Newcastle as well. They also have a double game week. They are on fire, I think they have won like 5 out of last 7 games and I think uh, they are, you can easily say they are not getting relegated this season, Uh, so on that form. but. Uh, Do you think, like, if you already don't have Newcastle assets, this 29 fixtures, any of the fixtures actually take you to uh, get on any of the Newcastle assets now? I mean, they play Chelsea away and Everton away. Everton away, yeah, I mean, uh, I I see them winning that game uh, at this point. But Everton's last performance at home was much, much better than their away performances. So, you never know. Uh, Would you go Newcastle if you don't have already?
0: No. No. Unless I need a third forward. I think the only player I would go is St. Max. That's that's the only player I would like to go. Fraser, I mean, those who went on a wild card and got him in, great shout and good that it worked out. I think he's flagged at the moment and says muscle injury. So, I don't know if he plays against Southampton tomorrow. So, we'll have to wait and see. But other than that, I'm not going to Newcastle at this point. Not at all. Um, I mean, as you said, 29 they played Chelsea. A tough game. Really, really tough game, but uh, we'll see what happens. They are playing well. Everton, again, it's kind of a six-pointer. I think Everton, they can't afford to drop more points at this point. It's really getting worse at this point. So, those are tough games, but I think Newcastle are in a much more comfortable position. They are very close to even the 10th place, I think, at this point, right? So, I think they can start to cool off a bit, but we'll see what happens. But other than St. Max, uh, nope, I'm not going anywhere.
1: So you said it's 6 pointer for Everton, so I mean we have seen in the relegation battle how teams perform, obviously Everton performance yesterday was nowhere close to that but do you see Everton uh, coming out of nowhere and you know play really well in these two home games with crowd behind their back and they are playing Wolves who definitely are on the similar pattern in terms of performances uh, like them and then Newcastle at home. Uh, I really was considering getting Pickford in this week. So my original plan was to get Pickford for Mendy to free up a cash. Uh, since the option opened up, I am thinking of getting Doherty for Rudiger. But still Pickford option is in my thoughts. It was not fun to see him considering 5 goals because uh, now that puts Everton defence into even deep uh, trouble. But what are your thoughts, Lamin? Do you see an odd clean sheet, hard-fought clean sheet or maybe nil-nil in Wolves' game? I mean, Wolves'
0: game, basically, this season, a lot of the games we expect kind of to go nil-nil, right? Because we have double Wolves' defense. But other than that, to be (laughs) honest, I mean, Everton need to score to survive at this point, right? They can't slip up. And um, they've, they've considered a lot of goals, right, over the last few weeks, and especially against Spurs, um... It was a horrific show. So, we might see a few changes in the backline itself. So, other than Pickford, I really don't know who else is going to play. I think (laughs) Keane has been scoring a lot of goals in his own net. So, (laughs) we have to see what happens. But in terms of Everton, right? I think the only player I've read also is that other than Anthony Gordon, nobody else is kind of uh, playing, uh, uh, what do you say, um, much more effective under Lampard I would kind of say I think even he's taking set pieces and corners so and he's I think
1: he's 4.5 5, right I mean yes. if you're on wildcard with Everton I think they're uh, going to have four rearranged fixtures so maybe four double game weeks or three at least I think he can definitely be your fifth bench player uh, Anthony Gordon 4.5 yeah I think that he, he is a really good shot if you're building your wildcard team uh, in this week but yeah, I mean I agree with you apart from maybe Gordon or uh, maybe Pickford you should stay away from Everton. DCL yes uh, he ha- he has scored goals whenever he has started but I I would like him to you know score his first goal after comeback back from injury and probably see Everton looking a little bit better before considering him. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's enough about Everton. And the only other double game week team that is left is Brighton. And I think I can safely say nobody is uh, considering Brighton assets, not only because they have been looking awful, but uh, if you go Trossard, uh, Potter will play Maupe or Wellback. If you get them, he'll play False 9. There is absolutely no idea what goes in his mind. And especially in this point of FPL where you are targeting double game week players and upside players I don't think that we are looking at Brighton do you have uh, any intention of getting close to Brighton no
0: not at all I had Sanchez at one point but he went out on my wild card in 26 Brighton are playing like more of like they're on the beach right yeah they've lost their last four games in a row and it's quite surprising that I didn't expect Brighton's form all of a sudden to take such a horrific turn I mean they've just managed to score one goal in the last four games that is, Yeah, I
1: mean goal scoring has always been their pain, but they have been considering for fun as well. I mean, maybe they achieved uh, too much uh, at the two, two start of the season, you know, like uh, at the very beginning of the season. So maybe they are feeling a bit uh, on a beach. But yeah, I mean, they can also get their uh, things sorted and they can also perform good. So the thing is here, now we are talking about Brighton being bad. They are the team that we need to be bad. For us to having a good double game week because they are playing Spurs and they are playing Liverpool if if Brighton come up with two great performances and you know maybe get two draws in that those games I think uh, double game week players are not going to score many points so yeah I mean there is the hoping uh, I think two uh, more teams that we probably need to talk about are Leeds and Southampton I think think because of the wild cards and the fixture runs, I think uh, everyone has at least one of their assets. I have Rafinha, I think you too. Um, Southampton assets, I think Broya is someone uh, who is highly owned. Uh, people who wildcarded in 28, I think they uh, also have maybe likes of Shea Adams or even uh, James ward pross Southampton play at home against Watford and I think after the heavy defeat against Aston Villa, I think it's very important for Southampton, you know, to make sure that they have not uh, lost the track. And I think Heisenhutl would want to make sure that they're back in form and they're maybe back to basics, defend well. And, you know, get ready for their uh, FA Cup uh, knockout game against Man City. So I think he will be really looking to get his thing sorted in this game. And Watford, as I have seen in last game, I think Watford are at a point... Uh, even under Hodgson, they have they have kind of come to know that know that uh, they cannot just sit and defend all the time. So they might think this is the game you know where where they need to chase for three points instead of uh, being happy with one pointer. So I think I can see this game to be a little bit open. Uh, what what are your thoughts on Southampton as a single game week? Uh, do you? Uh, are you looking to play your Southampton assets? Are you looking to bench any of them? Because I see some teams with uh, Broya being benched. I would definitely not recommend benching Broya.
0: Not at all. At this point, I am starting him.
1: He starts over Jimenez for me.
0: It really depends on tomorrow's I mean, games and the results and the way these teams play, right? That it will give us more of a better indication and shout at this point. And Southampton are going to play Newcastle right tomorrow. So we'll have to see what it ha- turns out to be. Other than that, I think just start your Southampton players irrespective, and uh, they're playing Watford, right? So I mean, Watford, yes, I mean, very very <coughs> defensive first team approach. So again, as you said, right, they ha- they have to go for points at this point, right? They also can sit mm-hmm. back and just hope to get one one points. But I think this four nil loss is also a pretty bad for Southampton.
1: We'll see how well they play against Newcastle, but. In, in short, just start your Southampton players. Yeah. And I, I think the only asset that we are all concerned about in Leeds is Rafinha and uh, I think uh, hoping that he performs well, well against Aston Villa. I think he is likely to start uh, against Norwich as well and I don't see uh, anybody who has him. Uh, he is kind of a player for next several game weeks. I think you keep, you play, but you do not captain. I was thinking of captaining Rafinha this game week before I got uh, uh, Rudiger, but you know, just because uh, under new manager you never know how how they would set up. Obviously, his captainers would feel that uh, they were hard done by. He missed a good chance uh, in six-yard box, I think. Also, he had a couple of uh, great shouts for assist as well. So, yeah, I mean, he is definitely looking good. I'm not looking to uh, sell him at all, and I think he'll he'll be he'll chip in up. A- chip in with 5-6 uh, pointers throughout the season. So I think apart from Rafina there is probably no one else to talk about Leeds, but those two games are uh, good single-game week uh, games if you want to target any of the Leeds and, or Southampton players. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that should be 29 fixtures. So uh, Chelsea, we talked about a little bit, but what are your thoughts on that fixtures against Newcastle? Um, in terms of clean sheet so people like me who are thinking about moving Chelsea's defensive assets to maybe Liverpool or Tottenham do you see a clean sheet in that game against Newcastle how do you see that game going it's a very tight game Uh, I think there is a chance Newcastle might also score
0: based on their current form but on paper right you will obviously prefer having a Chelsea defender that's the reason that's why I'm getting rid of Pena and getting, getting in Doherty rather than transferring my Chelsea player out Rudiger in short because I basically caught in Rudiger thinking for a longer perspective for the longer run of game weeks rather than the shorter spells so unless you I mean there's no point in transferring out a player and then buying the same player back right after a week or two because you're just wasting transfers in that point unless you feel like by transferring them out, the player you get in is going to help you gain points. So, if that's your approach, then you may try it. But other than that, I on paper, Chelsea should keep a clean sheet. But, Newcastle are a tough side.
1: Yeah, I think I, I agree on that point. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, we can move on. I think we have covered all the fixtures and players, I think.
0: Okay, so the last thing is basically captaincy. We did touch upon it very briefly in the middle. I think um, you are Kind of firm on Salah triple captain, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, some options down the line where uh, Liverpool can have a double game week. One of them might be against United. Uh, You know what Salah did to United, so maybe keep for Liverpool's next double, or maybe for a City double possible in thirty-six. But you know, looking at City, might be playing Champions League semi-final or liverpool might be very close to challenging city for the title in that game i, I really don't want to keep the triple captain c chip where you would want to play your triple captain uh for 180 minutes or close to that so that's why i am uh, i have decided to use it on 29 and like in any other scenario there is this wouldn't even be a question whether i am using it on Salah. but just because how ken has been performing i mean he's Finish for the second goal yesterday. That is like a any striker in his top class form. You, you that finish was just out of this world. I mean, uh, maybe only I've seen finishes like that from Lewandowski before, as you know, proper uh, number nine. But that finish really tells me that Kane Kane is on top of his game, and even if he is getting you know half a chance in next two games, he's going to uh, he's going to score. You know that, but. The one thing, if I think in terms of defensive mind, if I go with Kane triple captaincy, then I'm expecting Salah to blank, not because I won't be owning him even 200%, I will be owning him 100%. So that that is really, you know, uh, bad condition to be in, especially with such a highly owned player. And I'm now within top 5k, so I think at that rank, that things like a risk too far. So I think considering all that, Plus, hoping that Salah will soon soon be scoring goals instead of just hitting posts like he did two times yesterday. I think uh, I'm going to go Salah and, yeah, definitely triple captain him. Uh, are you
0: also using triple captain this week? Yes, yes. Um, mostly, it's going to be on Salah. I just opened up the fixtures again to cross-check. Brighton-Liverpool is the first fixture of this game week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, you're gonna say you're gonna see that uh, meme right of Mahatma Gandhi <laughs> never yeah. back early kickoff it's all set for that <laughs> yeah. and then
0: then the last game of uh, Saturday is uh, United playing Spurs I mean United got battered against City they have to wake up and this particular game they can't afford to drop points and United bias is again showing me that this game <laughs> United will win <laughs> Kane might blank or we might see an upset in terms of Spurs just hauling against United I don't think that's going to happen I think with Varan is back and Maguire I think will should play well I think Varan not playing against City was kind of um, something that lacked in terms of United's defensive performance against City's horrendous horrific performance I think Ronaldo is still not back so uh, really don't know what is going to happen that's going to be a tough match because that game eventually is kind of will help you decide if you're going to finish in the top four or not. So, both the teams will be definitely up for it. But uh, both of them might even settle for a point. So, we don't know what is going to happen.
1: Yeah, which is going to help Arsenal. (laughs) Talking about Arsenal. Yeah, Yeah. Arsenal
0: might go through. I mean, that's it, I mean.
1: Yeah, when, I mean, captaincy, uh, we are having, talking about captaincy. But really, when Salah is having a double game week, I don't think any... Engage manager you know who is thinking about finishing in good overall rank will think about going anywhere outside uh, kane or uh salah i mean salah obviously but if not then maybe kane but apart from those two i really don't see any i mean if we just have to talk about the options just you know just for the sake of it obviously us from arsenal you could go maybe saka or maybe you know um if you want to have an odd shout on lacazette yeah that is something that you can do but I don't think uh, going beyond Salah or Kane is the way that most of the people will go. And uh, yeah, talking about Trent, actually, I I saw a couple of uh, stats about Trent and he has been putting a lot of good baseline uh, BPS uh, recently. Had it been two home games, maybe I would have said he can be someone you can consider, but I really see at least one of Arsenal and Brighton scoring against Liverpool. If you have seen Liverpool games recently, they have always been uh, looking like they will concede. I mean, I don't know how they have kept a clean sheet against West Ham, anything or game before that as well. But they have been looking like conceding goals. They have not conceding, but they are definitely looking like it. So I definitely see them conceding at least one of these two games. And so yeah, again, uh, trend would be you know a little bit too stretch.
0: Yeah, I mean even Mane is not a bad shot, right? If you're going to triple captain. He's someone who's been scoring goals, right? Over the last three weeks, I think, he has scored. The last three game weeks, to be precise. Game week 26, he scored, I think, and 28,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, if you're owning Mane, I think there itself, you are (laughs) at such a differential level. I'm not sure whether captaining him would be uh, a right choice. But yeah, I mean, obviously, if you have him, he's obviously a good shout. But especially the way... uh, Luis Diaz has settled in. I won't be surprised if Mane is rested in one of the two games. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll i say to the extent that I will not even be surprised if Salah is rested. Not for the entire match, but rested for one of the two games. I mean, he was hauled off against West Ham when they were leading just one nil. So, I think when it comes to fitness and maybe looking a little tired, I think Klopp has no rules i mean he won't see okay he's salah he wants to win golden boots he, he won't keep him on the pitch just for that so yeah if when fermino comes back i think it's going to be a, a lot tougher to get uh to predict liverpool front three obviously salah will be in there but when there are two close fixtures i think you can even consider salah to miss out on or talking about our teams uh, as we discussed both of us are on triple captain salah uh i am uh for the transfers, uh, I will be looking for Jimenez uh, news, whether he starts, how he performs. If I end up selling him, I I am going to hopefully upgrade, I can say. I'm going to upgrade him to Lacazette and then uh, sell Rudiger for Doerty. That will give me 11 players for 30 as well. I can save my free transfer in 30 and then, you know, uh, figure out things after the international break. Uh, if I don't go for uh, if I don't sell Jimenez then my first instinct was to get Robo for Rodiger and to make uh, make up for that money I'll downgrade Mendy to Pickford so again that gives me uh, two double game week players uh, but that is something that currently is on my second priority so what about your transfers
0: i think i kind of made it very clear i will mostly be doing the near to doherty that's it and um, triple captain onsala is what are my plans at this point so i just have one plan and i'll probably end up sticking to it
1: yeah sounds good straightforward
0: okay so that brings us to the end of this episode 27 hope you guys had tons of fun listening to it and uh, we'll be back next week once game week 29 is done just before game week 30 to see how Game Week 29 really how it ended up going and uh, we'll see if we get some news for game week 30 and some other player from one of these teams starts to score goals and we may consider him so we'll see what happens do drop us a, a review on i think it's apple podcast and spotify and that will help us a lot So that brings us to the end once again and uh, we'll see you all uh, next week.